Before we jump into today's episode, we want to talk to you about Internet Church. Rich, what is Internet Church? Oh, it's only the best internet gathering this side of the Kailua River. Is the Kailua River a thing? Maybe we should start over. <laughs> let's let's do it again. Ask me again. <laughs> no, let's leave it in. Now no, no, let's talk about Internet Church. Uh, internet Church. Actually, it's a thing we do every other Friday night where we all gather together, uh, encourage the saints in truth. It's uplifting. It's edifying. It's just a time to gather for about an hour on a Friday night or day, depending what part of the world you're in, just to be encouraged by the saints. You you think you would like something like that? Is the Pope Catholic? Uh, you bet your sweet bippy the Pope is Catholic. And uh, Justin, Internet Church is all about gospel freedom. It's good. I'm trying to think of the follow-up question. <laughs> oh, I'm like, man, this thing is lagging. Uh, all right. If No. Absolutely love it. So if you were going to... No. What are we going for? Are we trying to be funny or are we trying to be serious? I don't know. I I mean, whatever. I, we're trying to let people know that... Oh, <laughs> I'm not as gifted as you are in this department, my friend. So join us every other Friday night, 8 o'clock Central, 6 o'clock Pacific, 9 o'clock Eastern. If you are international and want to add that to your calendar so you don't have to do all the time conversions, head on over to lovereality.org slash circles and add the Internet Church Circle to your calendar. God is the servant. He's the one serving us. We're sitting at the table and he's the waiter. book 10 minutes at a time moving 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 we're just looking at the list like man we only got a handful of episodes to go we're almost done with season one of the move this is the first time we've mentioned the fact that it's a season one i think yeah the idea is that there's if there's a season one there's a season two coming how cool would that yeah. be man, stay tuned keep yeah. up we'll be, we'll be letting you know when, the, when that happens the move is moving on we're moving so with that said let's move into the text today have you read it that was a little different. Okay. I'll take it, though. So, go and read it. We'll be here. Okay. And now we're back. Romans chapter uh, 15, 7, 13. Ten minutes starting now. Yo, reading this passage, Yeah. I'm going to be honest, it just got me excited. Why are you excited, and why is our mic so loud? Let me tune that just to that. There you go. It, it got me really excited because it's the culmination of he's 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 wrapping it up man he, he really is he he's really wrapping is. it up and he's doing i mean paul is a genius well of course it was the spirit through paul but he's wrapping this thing up and he began like let's just go to romans one right okay. go with me to romans one i will go with you to romans one and what are those first three words or paul, those first you know five words paul is servant of jesus christ paul is servant of jesus christ Look at where he's arrived to. For I tell you that Christ became a servant mm. to the circumcised his to whole, show God's truthfulness. His whole life is modeled after this one thing. And this is really where he's challenging the the, the readers, the viewers to, 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 to follow him and follow me as much as I follow Christ, uh. right? He was the servant. I'm a servant. Therefore, why are we fighting with each other so uh. much? Why are we doing all these things? Serve one another, specifically verse 7, welcome one another as Christ 
has welcomed you. And I love the way that he frames that yeah. whole thing. And 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 he's he hones in on the Israelites. Mm-hmm. He says, I tell you, Christ became a servant to the circumcised to show God's truthfulness. Listen, y'all. Jesus himself came to serve specifically you Jews. Yeah. So why can't you also become servants to them as well? Yeah, because what's happening, I'm telling you, Paul, genius. So a few uh, moves ago, right, we were talking about sitting at the table and we used this awesome um, illustration, definition. Thank you to uh, Eugene Peterson. Brilliant, man. Godly man who then interpreted Paul in the message by saying, we've both been invited to to sit at God's table. Mm -hmm. And then this thing of God is the servant. He's the one serving us. We're sitting at the table and he's the waiter. Do you get this imagery of the washing of the feet moment? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it's so cool that, that when they finally understood what that was, the response, I mean, after, you know, several days later, weeks later, after the whole thing happened, they're out there serving each other now. Bro, so Peter's sitting there, and he says, no, no. And what does Jesus tell him? If you don't let me wash you, you have no part in me. Why? Because right now you don't understand what I'm doing. Mm. But you will understand that these oracles, these promises, what I'm doing is the fulfillment of all of them. That I was coming into this world with a body in order to serve you so that you might be delivered from death and be sat down at my table. That's right. Right? That's right. And so Paul is saying, I mimic Christ. God sent him. God's, Jesus is the first apostle. Right? Yeah. He's the second one. Mm-hmm. He came in to reveal this good news. It's like, I was given this task in keeping with what the master did to tell the Gentiles that they have a seat at the table. And it's really cool because Paul's been making multiple arguments to this idea that this is for the Gentiles. It's for the Gentiles. Yeah. It's not just for you. It's for everyone. Yeah. And here he goes and he quotes three passages in sequence. And you see this progression. He says, yeah, yeah, I, read that. I will praise your name among the Gentiles. It's not such a strong us versus them. Yeah. There shouldn't be such a wall dividing yeah. everybody. No, no, we're supposed to be amongst them and praising God in the midst of them. Yeah. Then it goes to the second point. Once we're doing that, and as we're proclaiming a risen Christ, guess what happens? Then the Gentiles rejoice with his people. That's that there's right. a transformation that takes place in that community. Then thirdly, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. They're praising him on his, their own. Yeah. And so there's a sense that like that's the call. That's the, the, the hope of, of Paul is that they would go out to the Gentiles and proclaim the risen Savior so that they might be transformed. And as he's being proclaimed among the Gentiles, the intent would have been for all of Israel to have been rejoicing precisely because their mission would have come to fulfillment because their mission was to receive these oracles in order to go out and bring the Gentiles in. That's right. They were to tell the Gentiles there's room at the table. So again, you see the repetition that Jesus came in order to accomplish what Israel didn't Mm-mm. because Israel was given the task, right? Yeah. They were also given the task like to be sure Messiah will come, but you have the the the, the invitation 
to set the the, the it's not set the that, table. No, 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 it's not even that they're setting the table. What's what's that one where Jesus tells a parable of he yes, went out and yes, to, yes. to invite people to to the to the to the meal, yes. but they rejected the invitation. Yes. So what does he do? He yes. he goes and invites the mm. other people that weren't mm. initially invited. There it is. There it is. You got to fist bump that. That was Ayy. good. That was good. Yeah, and so. What I love is you have these three passages where I'll praise you amongst the Gentiles. Praise you amongst the Gentiles, right? Rejoice, in, uh, oh, you Gentiles. But then the last one that Paul quotes. Go for it. In Isaiah, verse 12. Are we going that far? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah, good. Yeah, we're good. We're going all the way to verse 13 on this Great. one. The root of Jesse will come Woo! even he who arises to rule the Gentiles. Remember the root? Mm-hmm. The root all the, the way back in the Psalm. The real root. Not the root that they thought it yep, was, yep, but the, the real, real root. root. Christ. Romans 9 and 10, mm-hmm. right? And when the root of Jesse rises, Israel would have said, there he is. Yes. And bring the Gentiles in. Yes. So that they might come into a knowledge of you. Yes. And us, the wild olive branches would have been grafted in. And we look at the natural branches and like, hey, what's going on? And the natural branches would have been like, let me Check tell you how out. good you got it. Like you're yeah. part of us now. Right. Mm-hmm. But he's accomplished that through Jesus Christ. In him, with the Gentiles, hope. Hmm. What kind of hope is he speaking of here? You tell me. Because here's where the rubber meets the road. All right, tell me. You and me, mm-hmm. we're Gentiles. We don't have that kind of hope. We, we talk about it here in the LRT live events where there was that system that was erected in the Old Testament, where there was a lamb that could be slain for the uh, forgiveness of sins. Mm-hmm. But that system was only available to Jews. Yeah. That wasn't something that either you or I could participate mm-hmm. in. So not having the oracles of God, we literally had no hope in the world. And we see that around us in the world today. I mean, there's so many people out there, well-meaning people who are all very admirably seeking to alleviate the, the pain in the world, mm-hmm. seeking to solve problems in the world, seeking to, to really live life to a, a full level and to really experience joy and peace. Mm-hmm. And, and yet, we get this very real sense that all of that activity is, is simply activity. Yeah, you because, stay busy. Because even the people who reach the highest levels don't Just, quite live a life of hope. There's still something, right? I don't know. I hear that. And I hear testimonies and I'm told that, you know, you can have a hundred million in the bank and still feel hopeless, right? I know that I didn't have that much in the bank, but I know there was a time where I had a whole lot of theology and I had a whole lot of religion and I still was missing hope because I didn't have a full understanding of what the root of Jesse came to do. He came to include me into an inheritance through his body and through his glorification. He came to deliver me from sin. And now he sat me down at a table. He has seated me at a table where I have the privilege of feasting with other sons and daughters. And so I have found hope in him. I was once cut off, but now I'm grafted in, right? Isn't that bizarre how even as Christians, we could be living a hopeless life? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's not that bizarre because yeah. the Jews who were given the oracles of God didn't have that hope until yeah. they accepted Christ. Yeah. And here we are making the same mistake, yeah. doing theological exercises, yeah. 
biblical, you know, gymnastics yeah. as though that was what it was all about. Yeah. Well, I feel like I just want to conclude with this. If it's all right, we got 40 seconds, but I feel like let me just read this. Let it land. That last one right there. Yeah, this is for all of our beloved out there, you movers out there. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. That's the heart of God towards each and every one of us. Joy, peace, believing, power in the Spirit, and hope. Live lives and hope today. See you tomorrow.